This is the Primary Languages Network podcast. So, three, two, one. Okay, so it's uh, my pleasure today to introduce to the podcast somebody who is involved in a lot of what we make here at Primary Languages Network, especially in the last couple of years. Uh, somebody who is um, we we all love at the company, so we're really glad to have speaking for the first time on the, on the podcast. It's Irene, Irene Hernandez. Um, so, hello, Irene. Hola. Hola, Will. ¿Cómo estás? Muy bien, ¿y tú? Muy bien, también, gracias. Ok, todos, todos en español. <laughs> Por supuesto, <laughs> preparado. <laughs> uh, ok, so, it's... Yes, obviously the last couple of years you've been focusing a lot on helping us with all the ideas, with yoga and mindfulness, um, but you give yourself a little brief introduction to everybody. Yes, yeah, so you're completely right actually, Will. It's been really exciting two years for me since I'm working with you, uh, but it's been six years since I've been working, teaching uh, languages in schools here in Manchester. Um, so yeah, short background teaching Spanish in primary for the last six years and working with you for yeah. the last two, so... Yeah, where do you specialise, would you say, in the primary school? Where would you special, Where would you say your strong strong point is? Uh, MFL, I would definitely say. Oh, obviously MFL, but year group. Oh, oh, that's a hard question. I think that I really enjoy working from early years to yeah. stage two. Every, every year is different. Okay. And... What I really like working, I don't know, with early years and Key Stage 1, they're really passionate about languages, mm -hmm. mainly because it's songs, games. Uh, but at the same time, you can do more work with Year 3, Year 4, Year 5 and Year 6. Uh, personally, I really like teaching grammar. Mm -hmm. So I would say from Year 4, when they really started to understand and to work with nouns, adjectives, verbs in Upper Key Stage 2, I find mm -hmm. that really really interesting yeah I, I'm, I've not seen you teach officially key stage two but I have seen you teach key stage one it was pretty cool mm. it was a pretty cool lesson to see so if you strength if you count your strength higher up and brilliant because uh, what I saw in key stage one was awesome you really got them engaged and it was more active and getting them to try and speak and a little bit of writing even which is crazy yeah. for I think they were year two maybe or year one that they was year, year one. one that was yeah. year one yeah mm. um but today, the top, that's kind of a rainy, but today the topic is more on like a real passion of yours, which fortunately has run nicely with the company as well. Mm. So um, tell them about, first of all, so yoga is kind of like your your passion, isn't it? That's your life passion, I suppose. Yeah, I would say so. At least not my life passion in my 27 years, but I would say in the last four years, it became really yeah, my passion. Yeah, like right now, it's that the scent. It's really at the centre. That's the thing that you want to do. Definitely. The most. Yeah, yeah, definitely. When I'm not at work, I would say I'm in the yoga studio. So yeah, or I'm sleeping. So. And how many days a week do you think you you do you go into yoga? I try do you... to do six a week. Yep. Uh, which is just one day to have a break for the body. Yep. Uh, but it really depends on the on the week on the term. I've got months that I am busy at work, uh, or it's just that. It's not that I am lazy, it's just that my body is telling me to rest. So I just, the yoga actually has taught me to allow my body to rest and to listen to my body and my mind and say, okay, so maybe if I, if my body is telling to me, have a rest. Yeah. I don't 
force myself to do it. Okay. I just say, yeah, let's chill out. How long is each session then? So six days a week? Normally hour? it is 75 minutes. 75 so minutes. yeah, but uh, there are a few of them that is an hour and a half. Okay. Might be a shorter one. And yeah. quite intense or, or, or kind of... So what kind of yoga is it? So is, is I think yin yoga is quite intense, is it? Uh, just the opposite, indeed. Yeah, what, what we know as really active is called the yang yoga, okay. where we've got oh, all we these go. styles, like the hatha yoga, ashtanga, vinyasa, really popular nowadays. And then yin yoga is pretty interesting because nobody really hears about that style. It's about long pause, long holds, Exactly, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. It's between two and four minutes holding, just suppose, yeah. which is really relaxing. And it seems to be really good for the body as well, for the connective tissue. But yeah, from, from a sports perspective and my knowledge of it all, um, I know that stretching for long periods of time is better. If, if, you want to ch- if you want to increase flexibility or change your mobility mm. in a certain joint, holding longer stretches is is normally is normally shown to make a bigger impact upon yeah. like you said we call it the, uh, you're probably similar in spanish we call it the fascia that sur- sur- surrounds the muscle mm-hmm. like long poses hold definitely have a big impact on that fascia and change the structure of the fascia around the muscle or the connective tissue mm. so it's interesting um what's your favorite kind of yoga i would say now i really enjoy doing ashtanga okay uh, because it is always the same sequence. Uh, so that helps me really to be able to focus on my breathing instead of on the pose. Because yep. I know what it's coming. I know how long I'm going to be holding a pose for. I know what it's coming after. I, I know that I know where I am going. So that really helps me to focus on the breathing, which is actually what we all should do when we practice yoga or mainly just any kind of exercise. For sure, yeah, for sure. Yeah. It's I think I, I've done a bit of yoga. I, st- I, I hold to as much mobility work as I can through the week. I don't do as much as I should. I try my best. But well, the thing I like about it, it t- if you go to as classes like you do, everybody's a student in there, including the teacher. So no one claims to be a master at it. Everyone just mm. is kind of just, everyone's always accepting the fact that there's always something more to learn or you're kind of very humble in terms of how much you know and you're constantly just trying to help others out mm. or just improve yourself a little bit. And I, yeah. think, I mean, that's a cool mindset that yoga yeah, has. Yeah, definitely. Uh, a lot of teachers that have been um, attending to their lessons, they normally say, uh, I am going to be guiding you. It's not really I'm going to be teaching you everything I know. Yeah. It's really like you come in here, you leave your ego outside of this For room. Sure. And just try to do what you can do, and I'll be here just to guide your practice and see what I can do for you. Doesn't matter what for the sure. rest can do. So. And from my perspective, as soon as as soon as you think you have it all in anything, you've lost it. Yeah. Like as soon as so for certain sports, as soon as I think I've got it, I've, the next time I go, yeah. I'm too cocky. I come in a little bit too confident, and I just have a, a rubbish because uh, I've built up too much in my brain and I've just not done what I needed to do where if you're constantly lowering your expectations and thinking just go in and do it mm. and try your best and you usually do better than what you'd expect definitely it's a weird thing but anyway that's <laughs> we're digressing there we're digressing so yoga in schools is something that um, as this primary language network has enabled you to really start to explore in mm. the last couple of years yeah definitely and mainly I think it was this last year when it became a reality really yeah. we would say uh, my first experience it was um, I would say July last year with one of the schools I work with 
uh, it was the last day of school, so I said, like, let's do something different with them. And it was a beautiful day, blue sky, really sunny. And I was just doing yoga with four different groups for an hour time. And they really enjoyed it. And that was their main um, outcome for me that kept me considering this as an mm -hmm. option. Um, you could see them... In Spanish? In Spanish, or do yeah. You, do you speak both Spanish and English? I would so? say uh, I spoke a bit in English. Yeah. So they understood what we were about to do. Um, because, of course, if, if you try to relax and to calm down and you're listening to someone who's speaking to you in a different language that you don't know what you're supposed to do, uh, you cannot relax because yeah. your brain is trying to work out what to do. So I first give, gave the instructions in English, uh, but then I just straight in Spanish. So mm -hmm. I don't know, like the breathing in, breathing out, and then I just turn into the inspira, espira. Mm -hmm. And then it was the same. And what I found out is that children, they know what to do no matter what language. Yes. Uh, as long as you keep it simple, you model with them, you, you show them how to do it, mm -hmm. and you are realistic with the expectations as well. Um, so when I was uh, taking my arms to the sky and then folding forwards and I was saying what I was doing in Spanish, they were able to work out what I was saying just because they were seeing me doing mm -hmm. it. Yeah. Um, and do you, think they, do you think they learned or started to pick up the language? I mean, they only did it one day, but you have done it. You know, do you feel like by the end of it, they're kind of going, oh, that's what that word means? Or yeah, do you definitely. Hear that, do you hear that when, they, when they're doing it? They kind of... uh, I, I've got the example, actually, with the uh, meditation and mindfulness videos, mm -hmm. um, with the year groups that I, we, we, we're listening to them either weekly or twice in a month or things like that. Mm -hmm. um, now, when they listen to it, they just come out straight with the inspira, espira. Yeah, they know yeah, what yeah. is coming. Yeah. So I think it's a, it's, it's a really good way to let the children choose what they want to learn. Because mm -hmm. um, me as a teacher, I always want to think that my expectations are going to be super high and that yeah. when I leave the, the class, children are going to remember the 15 words they learned with me. But that is not really, really realistic. That is not the situation. Mainly no. they don't practice. And I think this gives them uh, the, the chance to, to go home and say, now I want to practice this pose because it's really challenging. I really enjoy it. Yeah. And I'm going to try to see if I can say that in Spanish as well because mm -hmm. that is really fancy what Irene is doing. So yeah, I, motivation. I, I, I think that doing any form of activity whilst learning a language is a good is mm. a good it's a good change there's absolutely occasions where you need to sit down and help with the grammar and there's only one way you can learn grammar unfortunately because yeah. that's the way you learn spanish grammar mm. is in a school like you yeah. learn it the way that we are being taught it so but there has to be the the other side of it which is a bit more fun a bit more of an experimental definitely it's time for everything I yeah think. where yeah. you can hear the words that you've been learning um, mm. So you've been learned, you maybe heard when in the mindfulness videos where we spoke, or actually no, might, let's keep it to yoga. We're doing animals in yoga. Mm. They may have heard of gato or perro, or they will have heard of some animal and be like, oh, I recognise that. What does that mean? And it allows you to then get them to figure it out. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I, I'm all for making language learning in line with actions and activity. I know I would have liked it, um, but yeah. So you do. You do special days, you do special yoga days for schools other than the ones you're teaching, correct? Mm, correct. Yep. And I will put a link down below um, this blog post or podcast. But, um, 
uh, if you are interested, if your school is interested in having a rainy in your school. Um, so you also, we've also been recording yoga videos. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've just finished now, the, or we're just finishing the second curriculum. Um, so once again, if you want to see a rainy in action, then she's on the video, <laughs> she's doing all the poses. Uh, and it, she, you can tell she knows her stuff with yoga. Um, so it's not, it's not me doing the yoga. <laughs> it'd, be a, it'd, be a, it'd be a little it'd be a little less flexible, I think. Um, but that that's just that. So you uh, what what other things? So you so you talked about the mindfulness as well, implementing mm. that in. Um, how has that impacted your classes? You spoke a little bit about it, but I think it is important when we see children that they're continuously doing something, and to give them the chance to just relax and actually don't do anything for just two minutes, that has a really positive impact on the way that the lesson goes after that. Um, Yeah, mainly nowadays with all this technology Mm -hmm. around them, the expectations of we are somehow human doings instead of human beings and Mm -hmm. you give them the chance to just be in the present for two minutes. Yeah. that is really uh, not just relaxing for the children, but also I think it's actually mindful for them to 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 stop and and feel how how are you today? Yeah. Not just say good or bad, just actually how you're feeling. And I uh, yeah, so yeah, feedback from children is great because yeah. you can not just how you see them more calm and relaxed in the lessons, but also just them telling telling you like. I'm feeling relaxed now. Yeah, hmm. uh, and that's you know that's an, that's kind of information I've been getting from loads of different teachers. Mm. They've been using the mindfulness videos. Um, I like I like the sounds. That's when I videoed them. I uh, I love the sound of the, all the different places, and that's why I listen to most. That's where I that's where everyone's when they're in the forest they don't figure out whether they're so relaxed. It's because the sound, the mm. acoustics of a forest is yeah. very nice to human ear for whatever reason. Mm. Um, but as is as is listening to cars pass on a motorway bridge and in, in, when they're like in the evening, it's quite a nice, when it's not too busy and they're just zooming by, that's quite a nice sound as well. Yeah. So it's not just nature. Definitely. It's just like the yeah. certain acoustics that um, relax. And relax I think that, that helps them to understand that it is not where, you don't need to be in the mountains to feel no. relaxed. Like, yeah, you might live next to a motorway and still, if you think about that in a mindful way, yeah. You can find peace around you. Yeah. Uh, so sure. yeah, yeah, I completely agree. But from my perspective as well with mindfulness, um, I absolutely believe in the spiritual side of things. But more from like a practical side of things, mm. with my brain, I need a, I need a way of going from a hundred miles an hour to ten miles an hour. Yeah. And um, it, it's a skill. I realise after a while it's a skill to go from very rushed mind mm. to very calm mind. And if you can teach your children in your school and your classes how to do that skill, that's a skill they can keep for life. And they might not realise they're doing it, but in the future they'll hopefully um, realise that just having a few minutes to breathe when you're a bit stressed out or panicked is going to massively benefit their decision making when they grow up and they become more independent. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah. at first they are like a little spooked by the videos. And I try and tell, I really tell teachers they will be scared mm. in the first time and they'll act like idiots a few of them. But... Give them a few sessions, mm. all of them will be breathing along and relaxed to it because they like everyone likes to be chilled out. Yeah. No one likes to it's be just, here. It's practice, really. And yeah. I, I believe the same, Will, that 
the this will help hopefully that the um, things that it has taken me three, four, five years to learn yes. of practice, hopefully children with six, seven years old won't have to wait till they are 25 to be able to know how to relax and calm themselves when they are a thousand miles per hour. Yeah, so. it's a, uh, the way I see it is what's your so default. So when, you, when you're stressed out, if you can train your default to just go to either sit down or lie down or just chill out, for just a few minutes, mm. you're gonna. It's gonna be so much better than reaching for other things, yeah, or, or doing things to just no. I'm just gonna stop and I'm gonna wait until I'm thinking properly. Mm. If that can, if you can train people into that's their default is to just go and sit down and close their eyes for a minute or two, then they're gonna be make so many better choices, yeah, as opposed to reaching for stuff and mm. things to kind of calm them down yeah. and thinking that's those things that are calming them down when mm. actually it's just waiting for it all to focus in the present pass on yeah. so but that i mean that's that's why i love the mindfulness and i think yoga does that as well and i haven't you've explored yoga a lot deeper than i have um but it definitely makes you focus on what's going on here and now because mm. it is relatively painful most of the time <laughs> so <laughs> it it's, it's it hard is. not to focus yeah. on it an hour of yoga sometimes can feel like three hours yeah. On a really tough session. <laughs> I'm thinking hamstrings. <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. I, I, I cannot say no because sometimes you feel like that. But that, that is really interesting. Yoga uh, is described by some people um, like meditation in movement. Yeah. And that it is. Yeah. It, it is. Some people ask you, uh, is that a sport or what it is? Is it a discipline? Well, it's actually just meditation in movement. And I am like you. I need... I, I'm not a really quiet person. I need to be always doing something. Yeah. And and this is the the only thing that helps me to stop mm-hmm. and think on the present and just be here now. And as you say, because it is painful and you need to focus on your breath, on the movement, on the pose that you're doing, or are you uh, on the alignment? There are so many things that you need to be thinking at the same time. But then at the same time, uh, you think on anything like yep. you're you're easy you're empty your yep. your head is empty yep because um, you're only thinking about that thing you're not thinking exactly, about yeah the lesson you're teaching next what am i doing then yeah, you're thinking oh i need to do all this planning on that <laughs> and there's some, there's a relief in that yeah there is a relief in just it may, may, it may be painful but or perceiving painful or tough but actually mm. the fact that you're just thinking about that and when you come out the end of it yeah this seems to be, and you have to do it for, for a pro, enough time for it to really break your mm. thoughts to go away, and then yeah. and all of a sudden it's like, ah, oh, right now I'm a normal human being again. Now. Yeah, it I takes can, time. <laughs> it takes time. Really, it takes time, yeah. but it, it has their benefits. So. But but that's that's all for today. We could, I think, we could speak about this far too long. So, yeah. but Irene's a really bubbly character. She's she all the feedback. She's been in plenty of schools this year um, doing the yoga, and she's got one or two more to finish off the year with. Um, and she's great. She and and she will really impact your school and kids. The children in the school love uh, having her teaching her yoga. So it's well worth inquiring about it. Um, we can get it arranged. We can get her in your school if you want to do that. It does come at a price, but it's absolutely well worth the the costing in terms of. I mean, you you go pretty much from the start to the end mm. of school, don't you? Mm-hmm. Try and get and you'll go to 
if they want 30 minute sessions, you'll do 30 minute sessions. If they want 15 minute yeah, sessions, you can. Yeah, K-Stage 1, yeah. Uh, from K-Stage 1, from early years, from K-Stage 2, they choose. The, you've done the teachers. We've done it with teachers as well, yeah. lunchtime. Which so. is, which the, I went, funnily enough, I went to that school, <laughs> showed them videos of you doing yoga without realising you did the, you, you, and they went, oh, it's a rainy and that, and we had a nice chat about it, and they were, they were buzzing after that, so they loved it. But yeah, so... If you're interested in having uh, Irene, um at your school for yoga, get in touch with us. I'll put a link below. But other, And don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. There's plenty more interesting stuff coming. I'm hoping that you enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you for coming in. Muchas chatting. gracias. Uh, and um, yeah, see you next time. Real. 20 minutes, Bob on. Hola. ¿Cuántas cosas hechas? This is the Primary Languages Network podcast.